So welcome to the seven dimensions of wellness. This episode will talk about one of the seven dimensions, spiritual, physical, emotional, career, intellectual, environmental, and social. Tonight's dimension will focus on uh, a little bit of everything, honestly, because <laughs> our guest has immersed himself in the seven dimensions of wellness. He's a voice actor, actor, singer, teacher, filmmaker, YouTuber, and a mental health advocate. So let's all welcome Will Akana. So, hey man, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much it's a pleasure to be here jerome i appreciate you having me on I'm, I'm all about mental wellness uh me and my sister were both very big on on mental health so thank you for having me on yeah thank you man thank you so i guess we can start things off by talking about your latest single time so what is it, what is it all about yes. man so i i wrote time uh when i was in los angeles at the time uh and i'm i'm turning 30 next year and there's a big thing in culture especially western culture and you know developing cultures of we need to be somewhere we need to create what we need like right now and we need to be who we need to be like right now um, even in schools, when you're when you have to declare a major, like you, what, like what are you gonna do when you grow up? Uh, there's just so much pressure, especially in social media now, where you see people in your field who are already excelled at everything, and you're and there's a a large uh, comparison culture essentially. And so time is about it doesn't it doesn't matter. You have time now. Everyone, the way I see it sometimes is that life is a whole classroom, right? It doesn't matter what age you're, what age you are. We're all in different classrooms, so to speak. So this guy is might be in a relationship classroom. This girl is in a fi- finance uh, classroom. Um, we all learn things at different time periods. And so time, I wrote time as a sort of way of trying to tell myself that it's okay. You just figured out how to really produce music, how to really get these songs out there. And it's okay. Like, there's time to develop what you ultimately want to do. What I've noticed when I mm-hmm. listen to your single multiple times, honestly, <laughs> we also played it uh, in the podcast oh, every well, thank Friday. You. Um, what really resonates with me is that whenever you say, I have time, I got time, it really hits differently because the, the people in my life mostly tell me that they don't have any time and i kind of figure that when you tell something yourself repeatedly you really embody and convince yourself that oh sure i don't have any time i don't have any time for this (laughs) i don't have any time for my family i don't really have enough time for my friends so whenever you say um i got time now i got time it's kind of like a mantra Uh, was it uh, your subtle way of telling people that this is my mantra like you got time you really have time I love what you're bringing to it because totally we we grow up hearing I don't have time so many times yeah that it's almost like a negative mantra so I love what you're saying that like because even even having to do vocal vocals on the song like I got time like I was like this feels good <laughs> like to like to say to yourself there's some there's some type of cellular intelligence 
that can hear you know the projections of your voice or at least the resonances from sound waves this is getting a kind of spiritual but that's part of the dimensions of wellness right yeah um something about saying it does something in your subconscious that sort of frees you up a little bit so to answer your question i would say i wouldn't wasn't thinking it was a mantra at the time but definitely i would say for all intents and purposes it was (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks man because when i recommended this song to my friends and the people who you know drops by to the podcast they kind of asked themselves by asking me like is this will's way of telling his audience spend your time wisely i i would say because you know i'm I'm turning 30 next year there's a lot of time that i've spent in my life that i that i would consider and many people consider maybe wasn't spent wisely right but all the same when i look back on all these experiences i've had they've they amount to something sense that i can feel my artistry with it for example i feel like i've wasted a lot of my life right so it comes to a point when i'm 29 years old i just really learned how to produce music like do i still have time to do this so in that sense it's like no matter if you've wasted a lot or feel like you've wasted a lot of time at the end of the day time is all you still have you know what i mean yeah so it's like no matter what, there's a way out because you're in control. That's that's I think where uh, I lend myself more to this song. That we are mostly in control, because uh, I have to be honest with you, man. Like before the podcast, I haven't really told you like how old am I, and a lot of people are surprised by it. I'm only twenty three. <laughs> 23 years old wow yeah young young 23 okay the flex the flex (laughs) thanks man most of the people in my life like are not really 23 year olds as well i like to immerse myself in different types of people like subculture and then like different type of age groups as well because i realize Mm -hmm. that as we grow older like i'm not that old yet but i feel old (laughs) Uh, we do have time and speaking of time Mm. how do you make time to get yourself started with the goals that you have in mind Uh, how to get started with the goals i have in mind yeah yeah um well i think for first and foremost the well first of all props to you for having this this at 23 years old having this foresight of being like i should immerse myself in other types of like modes and and areas where i can grow i think that's that's awesome because some 23 year olds are like i'm 23 i'm off to the bar it's yep. saturday you know what yeah. i mean like so so very good on you the fact that you have a podcast the fact that you have a podcast by the way um but how to get started on goals so i had an idea in my head that I wanted to star in a sci-fi movie just because I saw a movie called, I don't know if you've seen this, Jerome. Have you seen the movie called Valerian? Oh my God, yes. It's a... Yeah. Yeah, so it's a sci-fi movie. I really enjoyed that movie. You you remember it, right? Uh, Yeah, but uh, here's the thing. I do remember, like, the plot, but not the details, like, explicitly. Like, not as I know of Star Wars, because I love Star Wars, but but I... Yeah, can you tell more about it, man? Yeah, well, that may reinforce my point because I felt like the the, the lead actor. I found myself sitting in the theater, 
thinking, oh, he could have done this. Oh, he could have reacted this way and just sort of was a backseat acting driver, so to speak. Um, and since that day, I had it in my mind that, well, you know what? I would love to do, love to be an actor. Well, I've always wanted, I've always had an interest in acting. But specifically, I thought I would. I want to play a sci-fi character, a lead, and I want to do it justice, right? Mm-hmm. So coming back on goals, it wasn't until two years later where I thought to myself, no, that's your goal. Like, I guess for a long time, I thought to myself that that was such a big goal. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't write it down. I should just sort of keep it myself and think, maybe I'll do that. That sounds like a great idea. But one day, I decided to tweet it because... I saw a tweet from an Olympic uh, Olympian, essentially, saying that, oh, by X year, I'm going to be an Olympic champion, blah, blah, blah. And they achieved that goal. And in celebration, they they screenshotted what they wrote in twi- on Twitter. So I wrote on Twitter uh, a couple years ago that my 10-year goal was to become a, a lead in a sci-fi movie, right? Yeah. And just from starting from that giant goal... All of a sudden, my day-to-day, like, subconscious brain began to, like, pull up different ideas. I began to think differently. I began to look at roles as, as like, okay, not what are they paying, but how difficult is it? How, how will it challenge me? And will it make me a better actor so that in 10 years, I'll be more prepared for that role? So, I would say when it comes to starting out of your goal starting out your goal, start, like, with your deepest dream on something ridiculously big. Because... Now that I have that 10-year goal along the line, I created a five-year goal. By year five, I should be in short features, like independent features. Mm-hmm. And now that I have that five-year goal, I have a three-year goal. Okay, so now that I know I should have an, a theatrical agent by the year t- 2022. And, and you keep what, I, my, what I've accumulated from you know guys who, who know what they're doing when it comes to goal planning. Um, you keep breaking down things into smaller chunks until you realize, okay, oh, this week I should have this many auditions in. Oh, okay, it's today. Okay, I should audition for this today. So having a giant goal sort of informs everything else in between. It makes it, uh, uh, you basically know what the blueprint is. Does that make sense, Jerome? Oh, yes, it does. And what I really like about it is that you, I... Uh, personally experience of having a giant goal and like for example my giant goal was to of course become like a communications trainer in a very early age and so i did now in between i didn't really realize that i was taking the necessary steps to you know get there but now that i have started uh, reflecting, I have more time. <laughs> Speaking of time, I have more time. Uh, I really did realize that it is a blueprint. And just like what you said, have a giant goal, break it into smaller chunks, break it down, and it informs everything else in between. Absolutely. Because I think having the audacity to first set the goal will set your mind to processes that will work that you don't have to be constantly working at because your subconscious will begin to help you out. Exactly. And I do want to bring something up that a lot of uh, Filipinos, (laughs) a lot of Filipinos uh, love to say whenever they want to dream big is that they always keep on repeating themselves that 
I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it. And they always explain it by saying this is the law of attraction. Now, the law of attraction mm. is such a huge like thing for a lot of people because like you visualize what you want and then you keep on repeating it. So, I do want to acknowledge that there is a major problem that Filipinos, most especially, <laughs> most especially Filipinos, um, experience, mm-hmm. and this is the manana habit. Are you familiar with that? Can you go into it? I've, I think I'm vaguely familiar with the manana habit. All right, sure, sure. So the manana habit is a term, all right? It's a habit that we just do things later. Like, like for example, if you're going to ask me to, hey, hey, Jerome, are you down in talking about uh, the podcast today? I'll just say, you know what? I'll do it later. And sometime later, <laughs> you'll ask me again, and then I'll keep on saying, you know what? I'll, I'll do it later. And it's kind of like the Filipino term of procrastination. Like, I'm avoiding things <laughs> just to say, like, oh, I'll just do it later. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh- so are you are you asking if that if that if do I practice the manana effect as well? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you experienced it before? <laughs> oh yes, totally, totally, all the time. And I honestly, I've wanted to produce music since like high school, and I only just started like a couple years ago. And so it, it was literally over ten years. And I was like, you know what? I've wanted to sing and make music for so long. During the pandemic, I have time. I'm just going to focus and do a little bit at a time every single day. And I, I know that there's like a, a um, it's like a how do you beat procrastination type of thing, right? Yeah. I don't think you can, honestly. I think yep. you get to a point where you procrastinate so much where if it's really important to you and the stakes become really high and all of a sudden reality really sets in that like, oh. If I don't do this now, I might never get a chance to, you know, or I might get my butt bitten off. But that's a different type of procrastination uh, <laughs> situation. Um, that's what I've seen for me, what I've done, what I've quote unquote done to overcome procrastination. I mean, if it makes you if it makes all of this feel better, even the great what's his name? Um, Hans Zimmer, right? The the composer. composer. I took his master class and. <laughs> He even admitted, so after many, after lots and lots of procrastination, and I finally sit down in front of my keyboard, then I start to compose. And so when he, when he gave off the intro like that, I thought, okay, even the greats, even someone like Hans Zimmer, who's literally doing music for Batman and yeah. 007, we all procrastinate to some extent, really. Exactly. And I think that's one of the, um, how can I say this? It's one of the things that I really need to work on because I tend to be tough on myself most of the time that when I procrastinate, I feel really, really unproductive. And it kind of goes back Mm. by saying that I have to be productive because I mostly feel useless when I'm not being productive. So whenever I find myself uh, Mm. procrastinating, I really take into mind like, what can I do with this time that can also help me with the goal that I want to achieve. Like what you said earlier, like have a giant goal, break it down into digestible bites. And 
it yeah. was honestly a huge help because somewhere down the road uh, again it's 23 I did realize that even the greats like also have a lot of struggles and one of the things that I also realized as well by having that is that people tend to quote unquote glorify maybe glorify is another word but they really look up to their idols as if like they're so perfect like oh my god you're so perfect I want to be just like you but like here's the thing oh yeah right right so like here's the thing we also tend to fall down we we make mistakes and I remember you sharing a bit about that during one of your Instagram Instagram live sessions with Rhea and Funkle mm. Jazz is that whenever you post yeah. something personal uh, you tend to get a few viewers like the reach is like so low but you know these people really actually care about you but when you post something that's yeah. very attractive or very lively on Instagram they you know I'll, there's a huge reach when it comes to that so I think that's one of the many reasons why my people like, like the Filipinos are doing the manana habit is that because they tend to compare themselves as you've said earlier there has been a comparison culture to other people mm. as well right i think yeah i think sort of starting from a place of like hopelessness like oh there's no way i could do that i can definitely see exacerbates any manana habit present for sure um it, it, it can be difficult, which is why I think social media, it all, all the more inspires uh, responsible use of social media. It's It, it can be difficult, but it, yeah. It can be. Oh, dude, I do have like a question about you because I did hear about that you're, you're Japanese and you're like a little bit of Filipino. Is that true? So I I I'll I'll just tell you my specs as ah, a yeah, human being. Of course. <laughs> my mom is is half Filipino, so her she has a whole bunch of family in the Philippines, and then half white because uh, my uh, my grandma hooked up with a uh, a Navy sailor on base or something like that in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> and then my dad is half Japanese, half Hawaiian, so I am a quarter of Hawaiian, Japanese, white Filipino. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, thank you for clarifying because it has been uh, confusing like to, to remember. Like, okay, I know Will is Japanese. Um, is there any chance that you know any... Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there any chance that you know any Filipino words, though? Like Tagalog? Yeah, like Tagalog. <laughs> I know... I know Salamat Po. Um, I know... Uh, sige, Sige? Yeah. <laughs> Which is go ahead, right? Sige. Yep. yep. Uh, I know how to say son, son of a you know what because of my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she would swear sometimes when we were kids when she got mad. <laughs> um, I know tubig which is water uh-huh. yep <laughs> but my 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 knowledge of tagalog is is not as great as my french or japanese <laughs> <laughs> i got you man are, are you full filipino oh um yes i am but i am still trying to immerse myself with our family history because i did learn from my grandma that my great great grandma 
was Japanese. Like they like basically like my great great grandpa hooked up with this uh great yeah like a Japanese woman during the Filipino War. The Japanese and then they kind of yeah. like became a rebellious yeah. love for each other and I'm still yet to confirm because like I need to talk to other family members like is this true if this is true I'm a quarter percent <laughs> I'm a little bit of Japanese oh wow yeah yeah a little Jap a little that a little bit of that rebellious er- elopement from uh Japanese and Filipino girl yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> thanks man okay so uh-huh. Uh, speaking of you know our our culture and all that, I really want to ask because oh, we were topic or talking about like banana habit, and this is something that you have really showed your audience that this habit really helps. So I want to ask, how big of a help is journaling now that you have been doing it for a lot of years already? Oh, it's pivotal, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Capital P. Like, people say therapy is great. I've been in therapy. I, I can't really speak on how great therapy is because I haven't been in therapy for very long, uh, maybe like a couple weeks at a time. Uh, but journaling is something else, man. Uh, when it comes to the benefits, it's incredible. Uh, first of all, because all of these things that are going on in your head once you give a concrete, tangible medium for those things to exist in, there's a subconscious effect where your brain suddenly feels like it doesn't have to hold on to it as much because it's like, well, we have the information down if we need to reference it. Um, I know that sounds kind of vague, but if you're going through something very stressful, for instance, and your mind is going through a bunch a bunch of like simulations, like, oh, I could have said that, and did she mean this when she said that, and like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this, those kind of x and y like what if scenarios if you take the time to write down those things and explore those quote-unquote time you'll find not only clarification of the situation but you'll also see it in new ways that you wouldn't have been able to see it by just thinking about it the act of writing it down opens different doors of perception about things that you are grappling with in your head just one specific benefit because i I know i can go on and on (laughs) Yeah, thanks, man. Cause I did learn something recently about stoicism. I've been studying stoicism mm. for a while now, and one of the things that I also realize is that whenever I want to write something down, I often ask myself, "Do I have time to do it?" Again, it all goes back to time. <laughs> it all goes back to time. Right. But I'm the type of person who really tries my best (laughs) to have contingency plans but if i ever find myself stuck in a situation i want to write it down like for example like right now my struggle is to balance my responsibilities as a son because i live with the family my sister and all that and i want to balance my responsibilities as as me with my career and whenever I try to look at my journal, like what is stopping me, it does bring me new perspectives that maybe, just maybe, I can approach this differently. Like for example, if mm. I, I, because um, my mom likes to boss me around. 
<laughs> like, I, um, son, like, can you clean this? Like, typical Filipino mom. So that's okay. I love my oh, mom. Oh, uh, yeah. Down to earth. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever she asked me around to do things, uh, I assure myself that I will finish this, like, within a certain amount of time so that I can also do my task, the personal things that I want to do for the remaining of the time. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. And you'll use writing this? Oh, yes. Yes. So it's like, uh, other than the habits that I need to do for a daily basis, like, for example, like I need to uh, be productive for an hour, I need to clean the house, I need to plan things for the podcast, like every single day. Um, mm-hmm. By the end of the day, I kind of write things to myself that this is what you have faced today these are okay those sort of affirmations that everything's gonna be okay tomorrow is another day you can bounce back from this oh wait so to clarify when you when you reference stoicism um do you mean in that at the end of the day you will use because i know stoic practice a sort of journal at the end of your day and reflect on what went well and what didn't so that you could improve in the future right yeah yeah oh okay okay mm. it's like uh, i have to boldly face the struggles of my life and i think that's that's awesome that you you look at these struggles as a sort of like a target right because i think oftentimes that we some we get so sucked into the movie of our lives that we view these obstacles as like these giant things to overcome but even the simple practice of journaling can sort of reframe those things as not obstacles, but rather puzzles to like sort of solve in different angles. Um, for me, how I use journaling these days, uh, I use it to vent a lot. And oftentimes people will say, well, journaling, that's a whole thing. I don't want the effort of like having to like write sentence and grammar and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and to that, I will say oftentimes if I'm like really upset or, you know, just have a lot of my mind, I will write in stream of consciousness or stream of conscious, as they say, where it's like, oh, man, had a bad day. What was she what was she thinking when she said that to me? It sounds like I just broke up with someone I did. Well, I did three months ago, but I guess I'm, I just keep using that same example. <laughs> but um, sort of. Yeah, so I guess I use my journal a lot to deload, but I've I've found it especially useful to sort of, um, like in the way that you're using it, I anticipate from when I was gathering, sort of looking at what you were wanting to accomplish, what came in the way of that, and perhaps what you can do better next time to sort of uh, work around that issue. I think journaling gives us an opportunity to sort of take a step back of our uh, of our busy lives and really just give ourselves permission to look at it from a very quote unquote objective per- like persona and be like, well, what actually could I do? Because I often think that we're so swept up in the fast pace of our lives that we don't even give ourselves permission to sort of be like, well, okay, hold on. This is the whole pie. What's the best way to break this up? Yeah. And if, if I didn't do a great job of breaking up this pie today, what can I do better tomorrow? <laughs> you know? Exactly. My goodness. And I really like the way uh, you have said it, man, because I think this is what 
we need to hear like my audience needs to hear and uh, this is because we tend to get stuck on things again like the most common question we get from the podcast is like uh jerome how do we get unstuck on things like how to do this how to do that like i want to feel motivated and it really goes back to of course time Mm -hmm. (laughs) it goes back to time and uh, how you allow yourself to take a step back take a step back and then try to see things in a different perspective Totally, because I think one of the things about that gets us stuck, like even procrastinating, uh, it's we're not absolutely certain on our values, you know, like if your mom, which you love, even if she tells you, you know, like, I don't like uh, clean the dishes, you know, all this yeah. stuff, you'll do it because you love your mom. I love my mom, too. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like some like if if she needed medical attention, that's so important to you. You wouldn't procrastinate on it. So when it comes to our dreams and our careers and the things that we want to do, it's it's oftentimes so out of reach, we don't recognize how important it is to us. And we allow all these other things in our lives to sort of take up space on our mental dashboard. So to tie in how journaling helps, it makes you really realize when you sit down, it makes you realize what's important to you. And if something is very important to you, and if you're writing down like, oh, this stuff, this, this stuff sucks, this stuff distracts me, this stuff, I don't get to do it very often, but I'm noticing that when I do get to do it, I feel like on top of the world. By creating these experiences of realizing, oh, this is what makes me feel alive, it helps you motivate and it helps you get unstuck just by a shift in perspective, not even in like a, you can do it kind of motivating way, but like a, no, this is actually like what I want to do right now, that kind of instance. Exactly. And thank you. Thank you so much, man, for bringing that into perspective because I I personally struggle with those, especially with the you can do it attitude. Like, yeah, I just like I'm feeling something and then I tend to like push it down with positive things that I know to myself. I'm not this isn't going to help me. So it all goes back mm, to yeah. having a strong grasp of your values. So I really, really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Will. Oh, and speaking of habits and values, uh, I did remember that one of the lyrics of your song is that all of my habits I knew were wrong. And I guess this kind of reflects on the journey that you have that, you know, all throughout these years, because you said that you're about to turn 30. Happy birthday, man. I know it's a long time. <laughs> it's probably <Thanks>. next year. <laughs> but you know how Filipinos are. If we know someone's birthday, like, oh, yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So what are the other habits that you'd like to share for the audience that maybe they can try out because it has worked for you? Sure. Okay. So uh, first, I I need to preface everything by sort of saying something bold and spiritual that I believe, right? Oh, sure. sure. Um, Well, it can... it can sort of start out scientific in that, you know, you've heard of Tibetan monks and them and scientists wiring their brains to machines and uh, measuring out their vibr- vibration, co- their conscious vibration, right? Mm-hmm. So my philosophy goes about, well, 
if you if you're able to raise your conscious vibration then all of a sudden you're in resonance with a reality that's of higher vibration than you were vibrating at a lower vibration right yeah and so our our habits can work as anchors to sort of develop our conscious vibration for example if uh you know back in the day i used to eat tons and tons of processed food and a lot of junk and and I'm sure it affected my conscious vibration, and it gave me ideas that were resonant with that type of density. Uh, okay, I'm, I might be getting a little too far off the deep end, but let me get on to the good habits. So, the habits that I noticed that helped me the most when it came to conscious clarity and being able to stay on my path, that is, on my purpose, um, was meditation, first and foremost, because you begin to acquaint yourself with just being and breathing and not commenting conscious consciously constantly commenting on reality that's number one um eating clean that is eating foods that nourish you right um hydration i read a whole book jerome uh, i read a whole book on water and it talked about how if even you were 10 percent dehydrated cortisol levels the stress hormone in your body would shoot up to a certain extent to actually create a a mental slow in a sense they've done studies on this Mm -hmm. where even if you're a little bit dehydrated it has an effect on your mental performance so there have been accounts in these uh outskirt villages of these doctors or these shamans who would just give their patients water and and they would have them sit down and have them drink like 20 to 30 ounces of water within a span of like 20 minutes or something. And a lot of their ailments would disappear. So I guess when it comes to habits and inst- instilling habits that sort of set you up for success, these really small things that you're doing, like just getting enough water. Can you imagine being in a state where, let's say you had to write a few topics on the podcast, yeah. uh, Jerome, and you weren't actually feeling up to it you're kind of feeling anxious or whatever you know and you decide you know maybe you want to check instagram for a couple more minutes or something because it'll help you feel a little bit less alone right because you're anxious um well just intaking enough water would have bypassed that whole situation where you felt good enough that were if you had the inspiration and be like oh i should work on the podcast right now you just run with it these small things that we do every day adds up into those kind of small moments that will lead up to things that will keep us aligned with our purpose. So meditation, I know I listed just three, meditation, food, and hydration are I think the, the top three biggest things that I can think of right now. Oh, okay. Thank you, man. And what I really like about it is that when you mentioned meditation, eating clean, of course, and then hydration, it kind of spells out an acronym of meh. And this is how you avoid feeling meh. Yeah, meditation, eating clean, hydration, meh. <laughs> Yo, that is some patent level stuff. I love that. Oh my god. <laughs> right. So, like, how to avoid feeling meh? Like meditation, eating clean, and then hydration. Um, I just remember that before I tried out your meditation, uh, like the the one per one percent thing i remember asking you years ago like do you still have a copy of it then you said like oh, it depends man because itunes and then uh, the internet uh the blog that you had like was already taken down so i was like 
Uh, let's see how it yeah. goes. Yeah. So uh, you were. Wait, there. that was you? Yeah, that was me, man. I did not know. Oh my gosh! And I gave you a copy, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, you did give me a copy, and then I did eventually lose it as well because I lost my phone uh, at the time. And then when I asked it again, <laughs> you did recommend a new um, program that you are also trying out. I forgot what it is though, but yeah, it worked. <laughs> gotcha. I take it you didn't stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a while. That's okay. I didn't stick with it either. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so dude, uh, last question for for tonight. In we did talk about this before the podcast. So, like, in what way or forms are you reaching out to people to create mental awareness? Yeah, I see. I think when it comes to reaching out specifically um i don't have like an intention as i did before to you know create a program disperse it create an app for mental awareness disperse it which i've done as we referred to outside of the podcast before we started recording um but i think anytime you're with people in general is a way to teach you teach by being essentially um and like i find myself i'm one of those kind of guys where if i'm at a party or if i'm in a circle of friends I'm super aware of how everyone is feeling. Like if someone says like an offhanded comment that was kind of edgy, I know who 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 is uncomfortable and things like that. And so I'm the kind of person who will shift the conversation to like a more comfortable area uh, unbeknownst to people. So I would say to answer your question, um the way I primarily sort of create mental awareness is in the way I interact with people. Um, and then also whenever I go on Instagram lives, and that's when I love to talk about spiritual nature of reality and, and like how, you know, the Western cultural civilization has brainwashed us into not feeling like we're enough and ways in which we can uh, feel like we're enough again because that's our natural state and that's our birthright, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I would say just uh, everyday being and my, uh, my live stream uh, on Instagram whenever I'm on. Which you've tuned into quite a few times, which I appreciate, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I do have like a little secret to tell you because back in, uh, I think what year is that? Okay. Let me just check my phone. Yeah. Back in 2017, like this was years ago. I remember tuning into one of your live streams before and you were rocking a different type of hairstyle. (laughs) I remember (laughs) asking... Uh, this question and you were you entertained it thankfully I did say ask sorry if you still play League of Legends and at the time you told me that you were in the process of um, trying to let this go because you have <laughs> immersed yourself in countless hundreds if not hundreds of hours in video games especially World of Warcraft and I did message you oh, yes. afterwards and just a little bit of appreciation. Uh, you did uh, show some love back. And then I did show it to one of my friends. And mm. my my friends told me that next time, ask him to blow your mind with a random fact. Um, this is such a spontaneous question. But here we are, five years later, maybe. Is there any random fact, like maybe just one, that you want to blow us with oh my god i should have rephrased it differently <laughs> but, yeah 
you're asking me if there's a mind if there's a fact that i have that can blow your mind right now yeah like uh, anything like do you have any I mean, well, I have to preface by saying everything that I'm saying is just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) But according to the spiritual lessons that I've, you know, you know me as a spiritual guy over like the the decade or so that I've been purporting on on Instagram and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Consider this. Right now, you think of yourself as doing what you want to do, right? Like, for instance, we're talking. You're sitting, you're looking at a screen, talking into a mic, etc. Well, what if I told you that at the exact same instance that you decide to do something, that's the exact same instance that the universe also decides needs to happen, So it does you at the same time while you do it. And at any given moment, in any time, you're working in perfect harmony with the universe to manifest exactly what needs to happen at this moment of time and this piece of existence right now. And it is sacred. Whether or not you're aware of it, it is sacred. Because we there. have time now. <laughs> <laughs> so see, like we uh, have time now. Exactly. My goodness. So this was really nice, man. And uh, what about you, man? Uh, do you have anything to impart our audience with uh, before we wrap things up? Oh, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, you've got this. Like whatever you're worried about i know it sounds like incredulous who does this guy this guy doesn't even know me it's gonna turn out okay okay you've got this it's going to work out all right thanks man that's what i got thank you thank you sure thanks for having me all right pretty cool man thank you guys for tuning in the show notes and everything that you is mentioned in this episode will be posted very soon on our facebook page it's facebook.com slash runaway podcast facebook.com slash Runaway Podcast. So subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, run away with Runaway Podcast. Thank you, Will. I'll see you soon, man. Thank you. Peace out.